0: FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts,
1: Father Rob Gallia
0: and Justine Combo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Mass readings and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influences, Father Rob Gallia Homilies.
1: Smiling and ready to go. Season, we're in season eight of episode. Nine or
2: eight? Mm, we are episode eight of season eight. According to my notes, this is episode 82. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Hi. Wow. It's that time of the year. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, we, it's pretty impressive here. Anyway, just uh, we're blessed uh, always, as always, to be here. My microphone keeps shifting upwards and I'm going out of the it's screen. It's going to make you say work <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> today. I feel like I'm more confined here because I've said the microphone stands... On a different angle. So I feel like and we're just squashed.
2: encroaching. Some girls at my work played a prank on a co worker, uh, high done, but over the month slowly crept his, pushed his desk I saw that on to oh, no towards way. the back <laughs> wall to the point yeah. where he was slotting into about 30 <laughs> centimeters. It had 5.5 million views on TikTok.
1: They, uh, th- and they did it
2: and like they did it and oh they, wow. got yeah, they got 5.5 I million views yeah they got 5.5 million I saw I did views. see it actually. it's mostly because it doesn't make sense <laughs> <laughs> but anyways they're they're reveling in the um, in the views but anyways we're slowly encroaching on your space Father Rob yeah, before you know right. have, it you, you it. have, have be to be think of some prank that think think we can do
1: yeah I don't think this happened a centimeter at a time I feel like this is like all of a sudden <laughs> I'm ongoing. super restricted and I don't know where <laughs> to go
2: sometimes <laughs> life can feel that way too <laughs> <laughs>
1: it can but hang in there I will I'll have to hold my notes in my hand well, look, for those of you who are seeing, I got, th- this is a book um, I ordered, um, which can be seen here on, on YouTube. Um, I very Catholic I of well you. Well, I wanted, I went to on Amazon and I ordered a San Damiano cross. I said, I want a San Damiano <laughs> cross. And I said, well, this is the cheapest one, like, because uh, I I didn't want to s- spend too much. Like, they're very expensive. And I thought this uh, was, which was like one-fifth of the price of everything else. And anyway, this arrived. And it was a journal. <laughs> it was a, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, it was a, a copy book <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> with, the w- with the San Damiano Cross.
0: I'm glad you put it to good use. <laughs> for okay, so your y- podcast notes.
1: Yeah, exactly. It is a g- very good use. So a uh, q- question. Summa, uh, what is your favorite recent purchase? Have you bought anything, so- something recently that like, you think, well, nah, yeah, I'm really glad I bought that.
0: Well, mine was not a San Damiano Cross well journal. <laughs> um <laughs> What did I buy? I am travelling overseas very soon, so I've been slowly collecting some little items of clothing and, and bags and things like that. So I would say my little Europe collection. But if I had to pick one thing, I got some jewellery that you can wear when swimming and that I feel like is really cool. Can't you wear all jewellery
1: that. while swimming? Why? Wha- what makes jewellery swimmable?
0: Doesn't it need to be like a certain Waterproof. quality, like
1: yeah, uh, like or real silver or because it goes gr- it if it goes it's in chlorine, ch- it discolours,
2: fashion. doesn't it? It does. I've yeah. lost a ring due to discoloration. Mm. Or oh. forward planning. Yeah. There you go. There we go. that's What mine. did I buy? <coughs> I bought a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I say no more. <laughs> <laughs> my backyard was landscaped, and my by neighbor somewhere. went missing the next day. <laughs> 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 just because I live in the northern suburbs, <laughs> I'm, lock your doors. No, I, um, my, my garden was landscaped by someone who thought that um, putting 60 kilo retaining wall rocks deep into the ground was a good idea and I'm I thought not. that I could dig it out with my hands and my boyfriend's like, no, nah, I think you should buy a shovel. I was like, nah, don't need one. Thank goodness we got a shovel because like five hours later and some back problems. We got the rocks out. so. Oh, there wow. you go. Will Godless. you ever use
1: the shovel again?
2: It's been really mangled because it was the cheapest one, so um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> all, the,
1: all these cheap purchases. <laughs> well, I have my recent, my favourite recent purchase is uh, what I call a juja. Which is a a, <laughs> <laughs> a milk frother. <laughs> now oh, this is really it? <laughs> busy. It's like I don't think you can see it online, but it's one of those um, frothers, the handheld froth milk frother. Oh, I love
0: Does it. that mean you're making us coffees with milk froth? Yeah, I should this? buy.
1: Yeah, no, it's not here though. Oh. But it, I, it's a, I use it for everything, from my protein shakes. And I thought I'd make some froth milk, you know, so I don't have an espresso like milk frother. So I bought this. It was like fifteen dollars, but. Yeah, I, I use it for everything. Like even in the morning, I just uh, I have magnesium at night. I, I use the frother for everything, so everything is very well frothed when I. I, l- I love that we've justified calling
2: something a jujah. Jujah, because it makes a noise. Only in Australia, jujah <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. lab. <laughs> 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 Can I have the jujah? <laughs> <laughs> <zhuzha? laughs> I <laughs>
0: thought you when you said that it was going to be like y- you know when you're fully done up with your makeup and the zhuzh, like it's just like that final spray. I thought that's what. Ah
1: no no, just just thought it's just It's the noise. not make. Okay, here let's hear from our ministry partners
3: this production would not be possible without the support of our frg ministry partners and donors your ongoing support ensures that our online masses online courses podcasts tv programs school youth and parish outreaches continue to reach millions of people across the world please prayerfully consider giving a one-off donation or becoming an ongoing ministry partner and join us in our mission to share the love of Jesus and his message of hope to the ends of the earth. Find out more at frgministry.com/slash donate.
0: So we're going to jump straight into breaking open the upcoming second reading upcoming second reading for this upcoming Sunday, which is the 30th Sunday in Ordinary Time. We're reading from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 6 to 8. And then verses 16 to 18. For I am already being poured out like a drink offering, and the time for my departure is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. At my first offense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory for forever and ever. Amen.
1: Nice and reflective. Um, also, the th- I, l- I love the imagery that St. Paul's been using over the last few weeks. Um, a lot of imagery of, of, the, of the Olympics, of the sports Olympics, um, uh, being a warrior. And again, he reiterates that thing. But today he uses another imagery of the being pour poured out. The word sometimes used is the word libation. Um, what does a, uh, there's a, a Greek or something that.
0: Um, not so much a Greek word, but I can tell you what a libation is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it says drink, it was drink offering in the r- um, translation that we just read before. But basically, a libation um, was like a. Um, an ancient sacrificial rite. So like a sacred liquid like oil, wine or water was poured out in sacrifice. So I guess the liquid is a gift from God and pouring it out is like a way of returning at least a portion of that to God. So Paul is seeing his upcoming death as a sacrifice to God, as a libation. His own blood's about to be poured out um, and he's seeing that yeah, it's a sacrifice to God.
1: And it was an imagery that he would have seen a lot, especially a- at this point in his life where he was arrested in Rome and he would see the Romans eating and drinking. And at this time, e- every Roman meal was comp- uh, had a libation um, I- as part of it. So what they would do is, even if you watch Game of Thrones, for example, they have these big banquets and and these big Roman ga- banquets. And then what they do is someone, maybe the head of the table, would take a glass of wine, a, a, a chalice, and and they would just pour it on the floor and that pour it and it was a sign of offering a pouring out the gods have given us this and so we pour it Mm. out um as a as a sacrifice for and so paul is saying hey now maybe i am this sacrifice being offered to god um uh, being being sacrificed to god
2: Mm. i'm really blown away by just like the confidence he has like i just i often just put myself in scriptures and go mm. Gosh, like I just could never picture myself responding in the same way as him. But here's a man who's literally facing death in the face. And it's almost like he's never been so confident in his life before this moment um, that, that in the moment of death, he is the most confident about um, where this will lead him and where this will take him. And, and that's what he's very clearly uh, expressing, not only that he's confident, but it's because of where and in whom he's placed his confidence. He's not placed his confidence or a hope that someone's going to come and rescue him, that Timothy's going to break in and, and set him free. He hasn't you know, put his confidence in the hope that there'll be a sudden change of heart. No, his confidence is in Jesus Christ with whom he knows he will be united with um, after this temporary moment, this flicker of um, of he's making it sound like this flicker of suffering on this earth just does not compare to to the eternity that awaits him. And I think that you can flip it and turn it into a question that I direct to myself is like when trials hit, when life gets hard, um, you know, where have I placed my ultimate confidence? Like to be really honest with yourself – is my confidence in me? Is my confidence in running to other people? Is my confidence in, 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 you know, numbing a pain with something else? Or is my confidence in Jesus Christ, in not swatting away suffering, but standing firm in 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 Jesus? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, when you're talking about Paul and the
0: confidence that he had, what really struck me in this was just that he didn't say, I hope to get the crown of righteousness mm. or "I maybe I will get it. He just was so sure mm that he was going to get that. Um, um, and there was actually a Greek word that tr- translates what the reward actually was. It's basically a like a deposit that was waiting to be retrieved or like a treasure that's held in keeping, waiting to be claimed. Paul knows that this is what the reward is for him after he has finished the race, after he's competed. Um,
1: this... Wait, wait, I I think we talked about this deposit last week as well. You know, the bank that we know will, when we deposit money into it, mm-hmm. it will be there. We'll get the interest. We'll get what we, um, what we have invested. And uh, I, I think w- a, a connection that we cannot um, deny here is the Eucharistic connection as well. You know, that the being poured out. This is what Jesus did on the cross. This is the, and th- when the priest raises the the chalice, he says, "This is my blood poured out for you." And this is what Jesus did. And so basically, he's saying. Because of Jesus, I'm being poured out. I'm part of the same sacrifice, that my suffering is being united with the suffering of Christ. And this is, again, this beautiful theology that we have in the Catholic Church of redemptive suffering, that our suffering counts. It's never wasted when it's united Mm -hmm. with that of Christ. And sometimes we go and we we suffer and we say, God, why did you do this? Rather, I would say, God, I've suffered. Use this. Use this. I don't understand it. I don't want it. But God, use my... Sa- Paul doesn't complain. Not for one moment is he complaining about his suffering. And you, you read Paul's writing. He's, I don't know anyone who's suffered more than Paul. You know, like he's been stoned and he was um, tortured and he was persecuted and there were rumors against him and uh, like emotional damage and uh, just so much. And yet he is happy, in a sense, to suffer for Christ mm. because he recognizes that deposit. He recognizes this crown, this guarantee of 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 blessing that comes from uniting his suffering with that of Christ.
2: Mm. He's also just, he's not isolated in his suffering or alone in his suffering. And he very clearly says in this passage like that God is with him, strengthening him. So it's not like when you go through a hard time, it's just like, oh, just read the Bible and think about God and you'll get through Mm. it's no when you are suffering it's almost like jesus shows up with a very particular grace um that enlivens itself when you are suffering and and he jesus is there with you in it it's not just a nice thought that helps you get through a really hard time it's jesus himself who is with you walking with you through that hard time and it's um I think sometimes I look back at a really you know, difficult chapters in, in my own life, and it, you, I don't know if you can relate to this, but like, how on earth did I get through that?" Mm. Yeah. and after the fact, you know you're like, "How did I get through that's Jesus yes. like, and in a sense, this is not theological, but it's like you're out of the suffering, and so you can't experience that um, that, that grace of that moment in that suffering you're outside of it and you're like wow that could only be God because it couldn't have been me if it yeah. was based on me I would have been flat on my face and given up six years ago you know yes. so um, yeah God Jesus is not just with you but he strengthens you by yes. his presence and mm-hmm. exactly
1: and I think one of the things that we need to understand as well is that suffering is is as a sign of intimacy you know it's a sign of it because it, uh, the way you, you I see it is like Jesus on the cross uh, like I can't really know um, Jesus suffering, Jesus pain, and I think God shares like this intimate moment with people. He allows to suffer for Him, to l- allows them an insight into the cross. And now nobody wants that insight. Nobody asks for that insight. Not anyone, at least in, that I know of, in the right mind. But. When you do receive it and you're able to receive it and unite it again, w- w- understanding that uh, what a privilege that God allows me to share in this suffering. I think it's something again, something so beautiful, and it reminds me always of this uh, thing I used to do when I, I still do in, uh, w- when I pray, you know, and I, I go into a chapel and I knock at the tabernacle, I always and I rest my head against the tabernacle. And I I just always imagine myself, Jesus with the crown of thorns, and me just pressing my head against the crown of thorns and just giving Jesus some rest. That moment of intimacy, that's what suffering is. Now, I'm not saying I suffer at that moment, but that's what suffering is. It's it's taking the thorns, taking the pain, taking the depression, taking the anxiety, taking it, and allowing that suffering, that pain, to remind us of Christ, to draw us to Christ, Mm -hmm. to almost... Um, suffer with christ
2: wow (laughs) Wow. (laughs) it's so heavy (laughs) it's like it's almost not it's not easy to want that and i that's why i find this so hard i'm like it's so inevitable and and i want my whole life to be god's but like to to want to want that is just Mm. such a hard reality and so this scripture and, and paul consistently challenges me by this like Crazy faith, it actually seems insane sometimes yeah. mm-hmm. it yeah. is it
1: is crazy faith, it is crazy faith uh, and to experience the love of God like that and to to suffer for god and i I have met a handful of people that have really understood this profoundly, not o- only at a moment of death but throughout their life, taking mm-hmm. on the suffering and it's uh, it, it is it's not a pretty sight to watch you you don't think like you're around these people and you feel you're around saints but it's it is sad it is. It is like, the, the you s- it's visible suffering. And, and there are people here listening as well that they're suffering, they're in pain, they're anxious, they're and they're, they're uniting their suffering with Christ. But they would do anything to mm-hmm. stop. They would yeah. do anything to, to yeah. give it back to Christ.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, that uh, that escalated quickly. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh, anyway, again back to the imagery <laughs> of uh, of this this thing. And uh, geez, uh, Paul was ready to suffer. He was suffering. He knew that he was either going to now be um, tortured or just killed. He didn't know. He at that time he was in Rome and in Rome at that moment th- he could have been put into this arena where they used to have the Olympics and he could have been um, there were lions that would have eaten him alive, or maybe they would have made a game out of it and and chased him uh, with bows and arrows and made a theater show and so though these were all things happening at his time he didn 't know how he was going to die, whether it was going to be a spectacle, but he was ready he was ready for whatever came because you know at the end of the day it wasn 't about the spectacle it wasn 't about the death it was about the prize that was going to come after mm-hmm. that
0: yeah. and I love the imagery that paul 's been using lately about um, athletics and sports like the same place that um the suffering and execution of the martyrs happened in like those arenas that was the same place that like the sporting events happened in and if we're thinking again even like about that crown of righteousness like if you look at that sporting image once you've run that race and you've won and you've got that sense of achievement we have the winners like one two three standing on the podium they get the the gold silver bronze medal the national anthem is um sung, sung. Well, I played have, uh, played, <laughs> played sung. <laughs> <laughs> sung um but i guess in the christian life that final reward that is the crown of righteousness and just imagine like the like if we think of like uh, going to the olympics or going to the commonwealth games or one of those events the the cheering that happens when mm-hmm. these people yes. um are presented with their medals like just imagine what mm. what were the cheering in the the outcry be like when Angels someone arrives saints. in heaven I just feel I like know. it's cool I mm.
1: it would be amazing I just that's still imagine this when we get into heaven, we just think, ah, oh, like we've seen the cartoons, we're knocking at the door and we get in silently, sort of don't pass through gate forty two because that's where the Catholics are because they <laughs> think they're the only ones here <laughs> <laughs> <Sort of> <laughs> <sort> <laughs> of it's it's not like that it's the minute someone makes it in there's like like d- jubilation there's there's celebration, there's just clapping and and crying and and just joy, joy, joy that we've made it into heaven, mm. and again w- the surprise that we ourselves are there. Uh, you heard of that? The three surprises that there are in heaven. One is that we'll be surprised that we're there. The second surprise is that there are people there we expected. Um, not to be there, and then the people we expected to be there not there. So um, that's a whole theology <laughs> lesson for all at the time. But it's going to be uh, such a beautiful, joyful time. And the crown that's going to be given by the king. That's what it was. The in, in the Olympics, the greatest thing, the crown, the person, the winner of overall Olympics was given a crown, and that w- the, the crown was always presented by the king. And again, Paul knows that he's going to be received. He's going to receive this crown, this deposit um, from the King of Kings. So we'll listen to our sponsors.
3: Thank you for seeking the Lord with us today. If you long for more content and resources, check out our church online. FRG Ministries Church Online is where you will find ongoing spiritual nourishment and inspiration. Online mass, prayer, rosary, the Divine Mercy Chaplet, worship music, Eucharistic adoration, and so much more. You can even submit your prayer requests and commit to pray for others. FRG Ministry Church Online will inspire and deepen your love and understanding of Christ and His Church. Be blessed by FRG Ministries Church Online at frgministry.com/slash church online.
0: So Paul mentions in this reading um, that all of his friends deserted him in during his first trial, and we kind of wanted to break that open a little bit today and talk about um, the, thi- the things or the people, the family, the friends that we, in a sense, lose um, along the way when we are running our race towards that crown of righteousness. Mm.
1: Have you ever lost friends because of like your faith, do you think? I, I, I've lost a few friends, like especially in my earlier time. Um, I had a group of friends and then they thought uh, like, that I started to become too crazy. Maybe I didn't know. I was young, 17, 18, and uh, maybe I didn't know how to handle it and I just kept talking to them about Jesus and they just <laughs> thought, like, man, I've, we've had enough of this guy and they mm-hmm. just uh, yeah, they disappeared.
2: I think that it was the other way around for me. I was super zealous and I'd done some mission years and um, not in a spiteful way, but just really thoughtlessly dropped all my previous friends who weren't as into the faith. And I kind of regret that. Mm. So it's kind of like I lost them along the way, but I don't think I needed to, you know? Yeah. Um. I guess I was the
0: same too. I think as soon as I started to go a little bit more deeper in my faith, the things that used to interest me didn't interest me Mm -hmm. anymore. And I I really seeked out to find people who were on the same page as me, people who were going to encourage me in my faith. Um, Mm. So I think even though you might lose friends along the way, um, And it could be a little bit lonely for a time. God always provides in a more extravagant way than you can ever imagine. Like Mm -hmm. I think of the friends that I have now and I'm just so, so grateful.
1: And I think that when you were talking about like you go away, maybe you didn't need to do that. Sometimes we need to back off, especially when we're in an incubation stage. We're in a stage where uh, where you're growing, you're a a little uh, fetus, you know, like you're Mm -hmm. in, in the faith. You're growing yeah. and so, in a sense, you need to be God protects us and pushes people in a sense away just so that we could be protected and sometimes the way we do it is not right, mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, sometimes we do need to separate ourselves to change our environment to be able to grow and plant the roots, and once we're grown, and then we can uh, reestablish those relationships in a right way in an ordered way
2: mm. and which sounds like they're very friendly examples, but i'm you know don't know assume too much but i'm sure that there's probably a listener who's maybe lost friends and it's been a really ugly process you know they've really dropped them because you are catholic and because you're christian now like i don't want anything to do with you you know because of their own hurt or you know a reason that you can't explain like what you know what happens then yes and it's not
1: only uh, friends it's family also like this happens a lot a lot in family uh, that that uh, b- family feel that uh, hey this is too much you have to stop you have to stop going to mass you're too much you 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 sort of uh, you're a nun now you're a priest <laughs> now like and uh, <laughs> that before that one you don't before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly and so uh, like th- there's a lot of uh, in a sense friendships even within families that are that are threatened that are made uncomfortable. But even these are moments as well that we need to keep strong. We need to, first of all, make sure and analyze and assess in our hearts that Jesus is first, okay? If we put Jesus first and we don't want to compromise our faith, then I think God will uh, th- God does look after the rest, but we also need wisdom we can't God doesn't want us to choose Him and then to hurt people we do th- th- uh, and especially to cause people to be lost or to be disillusioned, mm. but sometimes we do need to walk away, and sometimes that does hurt people, yeah, but the motive is not to hurt the people, it's not to disillusion people, it's always to choose the Lord,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I might feel lonely for a little while, but um that's not forever like I think the the pain and the struggle of losing a relationship in time and I don't know what the specified amount of time is but pushes us um, into other places and and other circles and you know um, I've shared this before in other spaces but you know I was in a relationship um, for quite a while with someone who I thought I was going to marry and they are a really honorable Christian guy um, but not Catholic and when push came to shove, despite the fact that they, you know, I felt like they saw who I was, that because I was Catholic, they just couldn't be with me. And goodness me, that was devastating. And it was really a choice of, like, I had to force myself to make that decision. And everything in me, because I was so in love with this person, wanted to, I wanted it to work. And God, what are you doing? And, and you know, hoping that God would come through and just make it work, but it didn't. And that hurt. And I felt every minute of loneliness for, you know, seven, eight months, like of not understanding, but just trying so hard and imperfectly to cling to God. But far out, I'm so thankful. Like it's, you know, been over a year now and I can see how that was God just gently pulling me back by my shirt, you know, just saying, hang on, just hang on. I I need to let them walk away because I I, I need to detour you, you know, detour you around. And I needed to give God that time. And when you're hurting, you want to get rid of it. You want to swipe it off. You want to shoo the fly, like go away. Like you want to get rid of it immediately. But God needs time to do a good and deep work. And God needs time to bring someone or something that that you are so worth. And I'm so thankful that I didn't rush back into that relationship. And it was a loss. And it will always be a bit of a loss, but i'm so thankful that god 's design is a grand design and not just a small you know amateur stage show yeah. It is yes. a grand design, and he goes all out he'll take care of you
1: and sometimes we have to know how to let go. we do have to to let go. And uh, it hurts. It, it, Like you said, there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of pain in letting go. And we try, in a sense, to fill the vacuum wi- yeah. with uh, with wrong relationships. But God always asks us to ca- come to him, to turn to him, to find strength and peace in him, that he looks after us. And again, having said this, just a sh- short note, that we need also to be wise in choosing our friends. Don't surround yourself with people who are drawing you away from the purpose of your life, mm-hmm. from the joy of your life, from the love of your life, who is Jesus. So, as well, it's important as well that sometimes we lose friends, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Sometimes we need to let go of things to be able to protect what is most valuable, more valuable in our lives.
0: Yeah. I was just going to add that sometimes this isn't always um, restricted to people, like relationships Mm -hmm. with friends and with family. It could be um, your faith is asking you to let go of certain things in your life, certain habits, Mm. certain things that you maybe previously enjoyed and and thought were okay. Um, But even good things as well. Like I I think of my own life, like I always felt like I had to give up music to be a good Catholic Catholic girl, good Catholic woman. Um, But really when I gave that to God, he... It's like I was willing to give that up for God and then Mm. he turned it into something even more beautiful. And so um, God can do that with things as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And always, uh, again, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord and stay with the pain. Stay in the pain. Stay in the lack of resolution because God is often there in the lack of resolution. Mm -hmm. He's not there in only only there in solutions. And our prayer is not only answered in our friendships and our peace. the, The discomfort in this world, this loneliness in this world, sometimes is of God. It's painful. It's difficult. But uh, hold on, run the race to the end and let your life also be poured out as a libation so that you can win this prize, this crown, this beautiful crown that God has promised for us.
0: Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week of the Catholic Influences podcast. We are powering through season eight. Um, you can interact with us on social media oh. if you like.
1: Yes, and go through um, Instagram, Facebook, um, Twitter, Twitter, YouTube YouTube and just go to frgministry.com forward slash podcast all the information there um, and just search us on Instagram and everything we are um, Catholic Influencers Podcast
0: that's right I hope you guys have a great week Um, if you've got anything to say feel free to email us podcast at frgministry.com And um,
2: keep fighting the good fight. Keep running (laughs) the race. I won the crown. If you see me struggling on the side, please stop. (laughs) Give me some water and some snacks. Yeah, just watch the shovel. Okay, Okay, see you. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.